what are we talking about today? Zach finished Death Mountain. I did. I'm destroyed ha- the Divine Beast. No, I didn't destroy it. I saved it. You spit in its eyes. You made it pee its pants. No, no, it's fine. It's good. It's on my side now. I recruited it. Oh, yeah. Like a Fire Emblem. I think that's what happened. You recruit people in Fire Emblem, right? Yeah, a lot, yeah. Okay. And it plays some very important music when you meet someone that you're going to recruit. Oh, okay. Well, like that, I recruited Varudanya to my party. Awesome. But it's it's just going to stay up on Death Mountain, though. Uh, okay. Meanwhile, I wanted to go behind Death Mountain. Ooh. There's kind of this weird region behind Death Mountain between Death Mountain and the edge of the game. Yes. Uh, that I kind of wanted to... There's a, cu- there's a couple things of interest here that didn't really fit in anywhere better, so I wanted to, like, traverse this area and talk about some of the stuff over here. Well, can we talk about its position between Death Mountain and the edge of the game first? Yeah. Uh, one thing I did when... I was playing this last time as I went over back to Akala and there's like the the coastline north of Akala has uh-huh. like a chunk of land that heads north. Yes. That is like actual terrain that you can walk on to uh-huh. a point. Uh-huh. But eventually you hit like an invisible wall and it says you're not allowed to go any further. Yeah. Uh, but there's, like, stuff over there, on the coastline at least. They put, like, hills. Uh, whereas the most of the terrain is just a giant, just featureless gorge. Yes. Um, they decided that the edge of the map over here should be water, and the edge of the map over there should be featureless gorge, and you can't have water next to featureless gorge. <laughs> So they had to make this uh, isthmus kind of thing. Yeah, it's everywhere. A lot of other places. Well, you hang on. You've got the entire like eastern and like part of the southern is all just coast, which is really easy. It's like okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. We can just do coast there. The desert's really easy because the desert just goes off in infinity, so that's really yeah. easy to do. But for like the remainder half of the border, they have this really kind of inelegant crevasse. Yes, I don't really like it. I The problem is, it's like, oh, how do you do it without it? And it's either you completely surround Hyrule with water, which they didn't want to do that. Right. Um, Or you butt it up against Mountain, which is kind of effectively what's happening here, but... But then you would be able to climb it, supposedly. Yeah, they would have to explain away why you wouldn't be able to climb that specific one. Which I, is not what they I think they were... Unfortunately, I think that having it completely surrounded by water wouldn't be that bad. I don't know. I can um, see it, but I could also see them having trepidations against doing that. The The problem is that on the map screen, it then looks like a big island. To, you know, when you're actually playing, um, it wouldn't look like a big island. Um, 
or it, it wouldn't feel like a big island because the world is so huge mm-hmm. that you never feel like you're in a Wind Waker location. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, it's that or like you surround it with like forest or just like nebulous clouds. I feel like the trick that they used in the desert where you um you have like sandstorms yeah they could have reused that in hebra with blizzards oh totally you can't go any further into this blizzard yeah and then have like you know water around the top or uh you could even (laughs) impassable lava fields i was just thinking that i was just thinking that same thing yeah what if it was a big lava field Hmm. um I kind of like, though, being able to see off into, like, over the north edge of the map into there's other places out there. Right. And that's just not where we're going. That's fine. I like that a lot. Um, But the, <laughs> the huge impassable gorge is hard to ignore and not very good. If, if it wasn't the whole like half of the border it wouldn't be so bad if it was just like one big impassable gorge yeah yeah and you're absolutely right break up the monotony a little bit but you know i understand it it's whatever it's a video game like it has to be something sure uh when we explore north hyrule next time <laughs> the map oh that's moves. what breath of the wild 2 is you just move up north and there's a chunk <laughs> of land up there or something i had an idea about breath of the wild 2 since we last recorded because we figured out a lot of things. We figured out that it's <laughs> underground. We figured out that it um, has a bunch of lava, right? It's all lava? It's all lava. Also, it's sometimes in the future. It, it's in the right? future. Oh, I don't... Oh, I think you were saying that one. I kept saying maybe it's going to be in the air. It's all... It's okay. In the air. Also true. Also true. It's um, also the dark world. What... Yeah. Well, that doesn't fit into my theory as well. Oh, no, no. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, my theory is that Breath of the Wild 2 is Metroid Prime 4. You kind of blew my mind there a little bit. I blew all the listeners' minds, You kind of blew my mind there a little bit. I saw some scuttlebutt about Metroid Prime 4 recently where people were, like, reaching really hard about, like, maybe an announcement's coming soon. Because, like, <laughs> NOA is tweeting screenshots with a metroid avatar wait what yeah they're like they're 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 their icon on their switch that they're posting screenshots from is metroid oh my gosh (laughs) they are stretching really hard yeah but that's what you have to do if you're a metroid fan (laughs) i think i think metroid fans are doing fine but this isn't a metroid podcast not yet so you saw we finished talking about the edge of the map right that's fine. Oh, no, I was going to say something else. <laughs> the other thing about this being the edge of the map is, in every other Zelda, the space between Death Mountain and you can't go any further. There is no behind Death Mountain area, right? Yeah, not in the terms we're thinking of, exactly. Uh, so you have what feels like a very kind of backstage area not at gut check rock which we're about to talk about but the uh like just west of there 
uh, has this very fun feeling of being like, you're not supposed to be here. Yeah, I definitely agree to that. Yeah, Death Mountain in other games, it's very much the southern face of something that you're on. And this is definitely like uh, uh, forbidden territory. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what was the first thing you did? Well, Gut Check Rock. We got to talk about Gut Check Rock. Okay. Uh, there's a like a little area directly behind the big like volcanic part of Death Mountain uh, where there's a bunch of hot springs. And then there's a giant stone spire. Uh, there are a trio of Gorons here uh, that are... They call themselves like Blood Brothers or Goron Brothers. They something have a term like that. Something like that. They are Heel, Cabetta, and Beige, and I don't know what any of that signifies or not. But they those are provocative names. They really sound like. Wait, Heel, Cabetta, Cabetta sounds like Chibata, which is kind of bread. Oh dear. Heel is oh, part and like of bagel. a loaf of bread, and Beige is like bagel. Oh my gosh. Is that real? Did Probably. we figure this out? I, it, that's imaginable. You you could make the case that that's intended. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I guess gut check rock because it's all edible. Well, what what is a gut check? This is a term that I don't know. A gut I'll check. It's it just saying podcast. like it's if you're. It's like identifying if a thing is good or not based on your gut it's like a, your instinct an evaluation or test of a person's resolve commitment oh. or priorities okay i was off a little bit uh, well now i know because okay. i i definitely when i was playing this game i thought that's a weird name for something but everything has a name um or like you can just put whatever random words you want into a game nothing it has to mean anything you don't have to name gorons after bread uh, but then I saw someone say gut check on a commercial or something, and I realized that it is actually a term. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it's a minigame. That's that's actually what's happening here. Uh, the Gorons challenge you to climb the rock in a certain amount of time, but while collecting a certain amount of rupees. Mm. Uh, it's not too difficult. Uh, I remember having a little bit of trouble. It wasn't trivial for me, at least. It was, it's, there's two different rounds to it. There's like the regular challenge and the super challenge. The regular okay. challenge, it's like three minutes and a hundred rupees. And I've got enough stamina at this point that I could climb up it pretty easily. There's kind of scattered platforms here and there. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of the trickier part is just like finding the high value rupees. Yeah. And trying to path your way up in the most like efficient manner. Um, the second time, you had to get 300 rupees, I think, in the same time, but all the denominations go up. Oh. Uh, I ran into a purple rupee. I didn't remember this game having purple rupees. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Uh, the key is you get to keep all the rupees as a prize, which is good. Um, okay. The first time you beat it, you get access to uh, Gore Tor Shrine that the one brother is, like, blocking until you compete. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one's just a freebie shrine. Uh, the second time you do it, the super challenge, I was expecting a bigger reward, and all I got was, like, a sun shroom. Huh. 
but also you get to keep all the rupees, so I made 300 rupees doing it, so that's, you know. Yeah, it seems like you, why would you even expect a prize if it's just like a, one of those money blows around booths? Yeah. Yeah, wait. <laughs> it took me a second to register what that, uh, that, that thing is, and now I remember what it is, yeah. Yeah. It has uh, an actual name uh sure but yeah it's one of those it's cool it's a good little mini game it's the one of the mini games i remembered in the game there's definitely a bunch of mini games we've talked about where it's like i don't remember this mini game existing hmm. uh this one i definitely did before uh and then i kind of went through the no man's land we're talking about it's like the elden's flank and deplian badlands areas Deplian badlands which are a pretty significant chunk of real estate uh yes there is a lot going on for being the weird edge of the map where you're not supposed to be. It's definitely the people that made the game are good about fitting a lot into a little area. But mm-hmm. also when they have a bigger area to work with, they're good at like, like there there is stuff going on back here, but it's definitely supposed to be like more intentionally barren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There are a bunch of Lionels. A lot of mobs in general that I kind of just started to avoid. Mm. Uh, well, we got to talk about the skeleton. There is a skeleton here, and Ryan loves skeletons. It's true. I love skeletons, except when I'm seeing them in person. I am, like, phobic about dinosaurs. Oh, really? And if I, if I go to a natural history museum and there are dinosaur skeletons, I'm really nervous and, like, staring at the floor. That's interesting. What if it was a, what if it wasn't a dinosaur? What if it was a, uh, leviathan? I specifically, where was I that I am remembering this? Uh, but I have gotten really nervous and like wanted to leave looking at a whale skeleton. So that's that, where we are. So that yeah, you probably would not like seeing Elden Great Skeleton. No, not in real life. But, but in, in the game, I'm like heck yes. Yeah. So there's this. There's there's a few of these big skeletons in the game. We'll find the mm-hmm. other ones eventually, but this is the first one I've run across. Um, and it is a, a whale skeleton with a big plate on its head. Right. Uh, there's actually a Korok in one of its eye sockets. Awesome. Uh, there's um, nothing super... And there's a bunch of enemies, like, layering underneath it. Yeah, they're just hanging out. Um, there's a great flame blade that's, like, set into the earth. That yeah. I was able to sneak over and grab without alerting the enemies, and then I just left them there. They okay. never they never chest or anything, so I just said, you know what, it's fine. You know. are approaching my style of the game where I don't want to fight people. <laughs> they enemy enemies just have so much health now. Mm. I tried to fight like the middle grade Lionel, and I like spent five minutes fighting and using all of my resources and got to a sliver of its health and i just said you know what i don't need this and i reloaded a save and just avoided that fight wow gosh i don't need it yet i'm pretty sure there's a quest in the game to hunt all the lionels that i'll have to do at some point but we're not there yet um should we talk about the like why there is a giant whale skeleton well that assumes that at some point there was water here or uh, maybe or maybe a, a theory that ryan has that well it's not i mean 
I'm not sure how much it is my theory. I'm not sure how much it is a theory as opposed to just like an Easter egg that you're supposed to be able to figure out. But these three skeletons seem to correspond to three giant whales that we've seen in other Zelda games. This one with a big plate on its head looks like Levias or Levias or whatever from Skyward Sword. Um, the one in the desert has little wings. Oh, does like it? The windfish. Yeah, sorry, spoiler alert. Oh, I don't remember that. And the one in Hebra is just a whale skeleton, uh, but that would be under this theory. The, the skeleton of Oceus from Phantom Hourglass. I don't know that I've seen the one in Hebra, because it's like... It's really hard to find. It's hidden, it's and I also never spent a ton of time in Hebra when I was playing the game the first time. Uh, but, like, those are the three giant whales that we've seen. Yes. Are they all Here whale we skeletons, we have three though? giant whale skeletons. Yeah, they're all whale skeletons. Oh, okay. I didn't put that together. I knew they were giant skeletons. I had not paid attention to their biology. Well, <laughs> we also have... You know, giant skeletons of other types. We have that weird demon head mm-hmm. that we have not been able to explain. Not yet. Um, and these are united by a side quest where you need to take pictures of all three of them. Right. And they're referred to as leviathans. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't think it's like... I don't think it's worth calling it a theory. I think we're it, it's pretty on its face that these are the skeletons of those three guys from those games. That makes sense. Even though they don't have anything to do with this game. And uh, for people who take the timeline seriously, it does not make sense. Well. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. I'm going to rule... As the resident timeline arbiter, it's probably Oh, you do have your degree in timeline studies. I do. I'm going to say it's probably fine. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so I found that. I didn't take a picture of it, so I'll have to go back and take a picture of it at some point. (laughs) Whoops. Uh, That's fine. It's fine. I know where it's not. Hey, it's not going anywhere. (laughs) Um... Now, this is, like, the guide that I read to farming, um... Oh! Dragon parts. Yes. Said that you should camp right above the skeleton here, and at dawn, Dinral will spawn in the sky to the northeast and uh, zoom down along the Deplian Badlands, and you can uh, shoot parts off off of him really easily. So while I was here in Deplian Badlands, the music cue hit, and Dinral uh-huh. was suddenly above me, and I freaked out. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great. I get that scale. I still haven't done the the Shrine of Power yet, mm. uh, or the the Spring of Power. And so I shot it with an arrow. The thing fell off. And then a bunch of, it was at night, and a bunch of Moblin skeletons, like, spawned. Oh, no. And I can't tell if they knocked it off or if it fell off, but I think it fell into that giant gorge we were talking about. Whoops. <laughs> so I did not get the scale from the dragon this time. That's too bad. Uh, you know, I'll find him eventually. It's fine. <laughs> Those Moblin skeletons, they just come for you. Uh, that's kind of the most exciting beats here. It's, it's, it, it, it's like, we did a podcast about a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did 
the the complete guide to Koholint, and we we very much liked the area of the Tabal Wasteland. Yeah, yeah. And in a lot of ways, this is an area like that that is kind of perfunctory and fills in the area, but has a lot of personality of itself without yep. having a lot of like unique elements. Mm-hmm. So it's good in that way. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, it would have been that, or would have just been more lava, right? Like that's how you would have filled this area in. Absolutely. And like, I think they figured they did enough lava stuff up on the Death Mountain area specifically. Oh yeah. Well, when you put it in th- those terms, I'm so glad that this is here instead of more lava. Yeah, it would have been overkill. This yeah. is way better. Yeah. Uh, especially when next game takes place in entirely lava. Hmm. In Norfair. There's one other. <laughs> Uh, there's one other big thing up here that I checked out. Uh, you can kind of go past the Deplin Highland Badlands, and there's actually, like, a path leading up into a forest. I didn't realize this path was here. But if you approach this forest from oh, yeah. the west, you notice, um, a bunch of the Zonai ruin architecture. And... This, like, on its own forest surrounded by, like, this murky swamp stuff mm-hmm. is the home to the Thyflo Ruins. Thyflo Ruins. Or is it Thyflo? 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 It could be pronounced Thyflo. I, I I just had this idea that the name is related to, like, this weird word for a pigment that has oh. a lot of what do you know what i'm talking about i don't um but in japanese i looked this up and i just remember that i looked this up it's uh oh it's the word blind but backwards in japanese interesting and which could be a reference to like blind the thief or a reference to the fact that you can't see while you're doing this challenge <laughs> Uh, so if it's blind the thief, I'm gonna say the the soft the is maybe the correct pronunciation. That that's where I was going with this. Why the th- oh because thief because thief. like thief low ruins yeah oh my god that's my that's my hard reach that I'm making on this pronunciation guide. Okay. Um. Oh we'll my see. gosh, <laughs> there is like a root word for like ink. That yeah is... probably. It's like impossible to pronounce. Impossible. I'm googling impossible to pronounce word for ink. I forgot to write the letter K. It's just telling me how to pronounce ink. Well, the the Thyphal ruins mm-hmm. is this uh, challenge area uh, akin to like the it's uh, a dungeon, even Tide Island. Yeah. Akin to that, where you enter an area and then you're presented with like the weird overview, like the the text that supersedes that like indicates a challenge is beginning. A uh, 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 monk is talking to you. Yes. Um, and it happens like as soon as you get within like range, close enough. So I know I've approached this from all sorts of different angles before. This time I crossed the bridge, and you get like a couple steps onto the bridge, and then it just starts. Uh, but Thyphal Ruins is a big ruined area where it is pitch black. Uh, Regar- it, it's it's not pitch black because light still works, kind of. Or I well, guess sure. it's pitch black except where there's light. 
Yes. The sun does not penetrate. The sun does not penetrate the uh, magic of the ruins. Uh, and so you have to use light sources to navigate uh, and look for, uh, basically look for uh, the shrine that's here. But there's a lot of other goodies here. It's really um, fancy and cool. Um, there is... So there are torches. There are torches. There like are like... owl-shaped torches. Yeah, like sconces that are unlit for the most part, but you can get a torch can, and light them yourself. Yeah, and that... And like, I'm pretty sure that the way the owl's face is like making a path for you, you're supposed to follow that. I tried to find a map online uh-huh. that, of like this area without the like uh, on your map in game it's all covered in like forest like over like growth so you can't actually see it mm-hmm. um and i instead of finding like a good version of the map from the game i just found a bunch of people's handwritten note hand hand drawn maps yeah yeah uh which are all very good um it's not super complicated layout or anything but the fact that it's all dark means like you're stumbling into enemy formations and you're stumbling into like i'm looking at someone's map right now and it looks way more simple than i ever believed this was. yes exactly it's not terribly complicated but like you can't tell while you're bumbling around most of the time it's very good gosh uh there's a lot of goodies um there are a lot of there's some like glowstone everybody called the the luminous stone there's a mm-hmm. lot of glowing mushrooms uh there's a lot of places set up so you can build fires oh yeah they'll leave like a flint next to like a half of a crate mm-hmm. stuff, stuff like that uh, and um like they're kind of hinting that you can use a fiery weapon as the light source uh yeah at one point i picked up a just laying on the ground like a fire rod oh yeah yeah uh yeah but eventually you just kind of make your way to the middle Mm -hmm. um without too much difficulty and then there's a hinox right and you gotta beat the hinox has he has orb orb that you need to open shrine yeah Uh, and battling hinox like (laughs) your second third time through it, it it feels pretty trivial because you realize you're just getting to the middle um, and getting the thing. But, like, the first time you see this Hinox in the dark and, like, you <laughs> you don't know it's there right away unless you, like, hear it snoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's a very good uh, encounter that first time when you don't see it coming. And I definitely the first time playing it got the orb and then wandered for another 20 minutes oh no or like 10 10 or 15 minutes trying to find the receptacle even though they're directly adjacent to each other right but you don't think that when you're not like you know when you're when you're in the moment you're kind of panicking half like half panicking uh it's really easy to get turned around Mm -hmm. uh but yeah you can get return the orb to the uh receptacle and then keto wawai shrine mm-hmm. comes out of the ground and that's another freebie yeah uh it's cool they make a big deal out of this being like the biggest ruin this is kind of is the biggest zonai ruin is it sort i of. guess that's not I mean, one of the it, like 
it looks that way on the map. It has like a bigger footprint, I guess. It's, yeah, it has a bigger footprint, but like so much of that footprint is just the sludge surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to the the maze itself, I guess, has to be pretty simple because otherwise you would be lost in there for right. your entire life. It's it not going to possible if it were an actual maze. If it was one of the labyrinths, you'd be yeah in poor shape. Uh, yeah. It's kind of funny to me that it's, like, separate from the Great Hyrule Forest, considering, like, it could have just been, like, the northern part of that, but also they probably yeah. didn't want you accidentally wandering into it. They kind of had to set it off by, on its own. Um, yeah, it, in terms of the map, it kind of rubs me the wrong way that there is this weird spot on the map that, you know, isn't a... You know what I mean? I mean, it sticks out as much as like the um, like the labyrinths do. Yeah, but it feels weirder because the labyrinths are structures. Right, right. And this is like its own little forest. There's no really good way to represent a zone of blackness on the map that doesn't draw so much attention to it. I wish yeah. it could be more subtle. Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a real fun challenge. Yeah. Uh, that was the bulk of what's behind Death Mountain. Uh, I guess. But I did have another very important goal. Uh, I had long passed, uh, 13 hearts. Mm. Uh, that's 16 hearts now, actually, because I forgot that every time you beat a Divine Beast, you get a free heart. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I've got a whole row. You get 30 hearts in this game max, I think. I don't think it goes higher than 30. But I don't. I haven't played the DLC, uh, which is an obscene number from the perspective of other Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've got a whole row of fifteen, and then one extra one that's sticking out, and making it look really like asymmetrical and bad. Yeah. Uh, what I'm getting at yes. is it was time to go back to the Korok Forest because mm. I left my sword there. Oh yeah. Uh, you can go. You know, we talked about it before. The Master Sword is in the Korok Forest, mm-hmm. and you can pull it out. And as you pull it out, you start losing hearts. Yeah. And you need a minimum number of hearts to be able to pull it out without dying. Yes. Uh, I, I understand that number to be 13. I don't know if that's actually true or if that's just what people say. Who can, who, how could you know for sure? I mean, you can watch it count down, but, like, it goes so fast right at the end that it's hard to... <laughs> It almost seemed like I had... I, I don't know. I don't know either. I just think that the the presentation of your hearts going down like that is so effective. Yeah, it's really it's, good. It's really hard for me to think of it in terms of like a mechanical thing where I'm like, well, okay, now I've hit this benchmark and I get to progress in the game. It feels way too visceral for that no it's yeah i I completely agree it's it it is a very i think i mentioned it the last time we were here but it's a very simply implemented thing that is Mm -hmm. like just they nailed it first try it out of the park like okay yeah yeah, this is exactly how you do this in this kind of game Mm -hmm. because you don't even need to get this to finish the game this is just a treat this is just a treat um but you're rewarded with a very cool weapon and with a memory that i forgot about Ooh. How uh, apropos that you should forget this memory. I am constantly forgetting about memories. 
it's not a it's not your memory though it's like a memory the deku tree is showing you so i guess it's his memory because it's of it's it's of a conversation he is like having with zelda so it's zelda after the calamity had started who came back up here to bring the sword back uh the master sword after it's all like messed up and like beat up and covered in malice and stuff Mm -hmm. and they talk about it um and uh she does mention that the sword talks to her had said something to her yeah yeah uh which is some good post skyward sword lore Mm -hmm. it's skyward sword's a very uh uh not controversial but uh, it's it's a it's a game that's a little hard a little rough for people to love <laughs> but uh implementing like rolling forward and talking about how like hey you know the master sword is a character who has a personality mm-hmm. and the subtle ways they use that here uh extremely good for me personally okay uh we'll get into it more because i think we see more of the spirit of the sword in some future stuff the um maybe we talked about this on a previous episode but the image of the master sword being pitted and rusted and ruined uh they leaned on very heavily before the game came out like this was the emblem of breath of the wild Mm -hmm. um really effectively showing that this was going to be like a post-apocalyptic sort of game in practice the game often doesn't feel post-apocalyptic because there are too many towns where people are living normal lives and the and the complete lack of uh graveyards as we talked about yes we don't get any like hylian skeletons coming out of the ground just saying whoa uh yeah uh you get that cut scene you get the sword uh the sword is good but not as good as i okay so (laughs) okay i i get the sword and i look at it in my equipment menu and it's like 30 damage oh that's a downgrade from what you are uh, currently have equipped yeah and i'm like oh huh Uh, was it a downgrade from a similar single-handed weapon i think i was holding like a royal broadsword or whatever so yeah i think so all right. Um, That's but, messed up. But it has some uh, special characteristics. Mm. Uh, it is indestructible. Wow. Uh, it does not break. It, it is the sole item that goes against the mold. Even the Hylian shield, when you get that, can break. But the uh, Master Sword, because it's a person, can't. We haven't. We haven't gotten to the Hyrule, the Highland Shield yet. I have opinions about the Highland Shield. We'll get to that mm-hmm. perhaps next episode. I can go on my spiel about that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, it's indestructible. It does power down eventually as a like way to offset that. So it has to kind of recharge after you use it so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a good way to balance it, I think. But it doesn't like go away from your inventory but it, it gives you a free inventory slot though too which oh is that's very great good. yeah because i was like wait what happens if i'm full up on weapons <laughs> they thought about that they, they thought that one through uh you can't throw it no why would you throw away 
you know, the Sacred Blade. Right. So you can try and hold it up all you want. But what happens instead is that you shoot sword beams. Whoa. Uh, yeah, it's good. There's... So there's been a lot of games where you couldn't shoot sword beams, huh? Not as many as you... As ones you could, I think. Well... Just the 3D ones, usually. The yeah, 3D, that's what... The, the 3D ones haven't had a lot of sword beams. Yeah. Skyward Sword is like... Well, let me think. Majora's Mask has sword beams when you're Fierce Deity Link. Uh, and... Then Skyward Sword? Yeah, Skyward Sword's the only other one. Huh. That has a whole mechanic where you hold the Wii remote in the air, and then your sword charges up, and then you swing it, and that shoots a sword beam. That's cool. Uh, very similar to what's going on here. Hmm. Only you don't have to hold the Joy-Con in the air. Not yet, at least. But you do get to aim it like a... Like, like it were a boomerang or something. Exactly, exactly. Or a it's, gun. There, you don't get a gun in this game, Ryan. Interesting. There are no guns in this Zelda. In this Zelda. There's the... Who has a gun? Tetra has a gun. Hey, Tetra has a gun! In in uh, Hyrule Warriors. They just gave her like a flintlock and a, like a pirate cutlass. Oh, okay. So she doesn't have a gun in Wind Waker? Because when you said that, I could like imagine or remember a gun on her belt i don't maybe there's one on her belt i don't remember there being one on her belt in that game but i could see it in huh. some like in some good art but they for for the hyrule warriors they just gave her a gun it's great it's fantastic awesome. um not a lot of guns in zelda uh a lot more crossbows <laughs> uh okay but the other characteristic of the master sword is it powers up if you are uh fighting guardians apparently or if you are around a bunch of malice apparently um because it's detecting ganon energy yeah when it detects ganon energy it powers up and supposedly becomes like a 60 strength weapon which is very good for a one-handed weapon but i haven't gotten a chance to test that yet well you should find a way you should find a an excuse a place where you can play around with your fun new toy. I mean, where in all of Hyrule is there going to be a bunch of Malice and Guardians? Hmm. 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 It's Hyrule Castle. Hmm.